Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time for Sorallo Sports Talk with Joe Sorallo. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Patty's back. Here we go, episode 46 of The Big Show. It's going to be a short one, but hey, who doesn't love a good quickie every now and then? In a week, where for the third straight week in the NFL, absolutely nothing seemed to make any fucking sense. Thankfully, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs finally make sense again. I mean, this has been three straight weeks in the National Football League where you've had teams like the Jets beat the Bengals. The Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills, who were right up against the Chiefs as everyone's favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this coming February. I mean, the Bengals, 5-2, one minute, they're the one seed in the AFC, first place. The next minute, two weeks later, after losses to the Jets and the Browns, they're in last place in the AFC North. The Bills, out of nowhere, they're, they're putting up 40 points on everyone and their mother. They score six against Jacksonville, lose that one 9-6. And now this week, this week alone... You have Thursday night, the Baltimore Ravens going up against the two-win Miami Dolphins, who have in almost every category the third-worst defense in football, and they make the Dolphins go out there and look like the fucking 85 Chicago Bears on the defensive side of the ball. You've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, I mean, Tom Brady's their quarterback, right? They're not going to lose two in a row, lost to the Saints, coming off a bye. For Christ's sake, they're going up against Taylor Heineke, And the Washington football team, whose one redeeming quality was supposed to be their defense, and their defense has stunk, right? Lock it in, Bucks, they're 10-point favorites. Surely they're going to win. Wrong. And then you've got the first-place Chargers, who get downed by the lowly Minnesota Vikings. I mean, one minute, Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. The Vikings are losing to the worst teams in football. They need a game-winning field goal to beat the Detroit Lions. And the next minute, the Vikings go out there and they beat the Short-lived first place LA Chargers. Nothing in football has made sense for the past three weeks. But finally, the Kansas City Chiefs make sense again. I mean, look at last night. Sunday night football. Prime time in Vegas against the Raiders. You know, don't forget, last year, these two teams met on Sunday night football. The result was Kansas City getting its ass handed to them in its first loss of the regular season a year ago you knew that wasn't going to happen again, right? Patrick Mahomes going into this game against divisional rivals, just 10-9-1 against the spread. The Chiefs have stunk against the spread the last two years. So with the spread as low as Chiefs minus two and a half, I mean, all signs are pointing towards a home dog winning in primetime. You knew that couldn't be the case. That wasn't going to be the case. And you know, you know, the reason that Patrick Mahomes has struggled so much against the spread against divisional rivals is because in every game he's favored by 12, 13, 8, you know, those awful trap numbers. Yesterday, favored by two and a half. Uh, do we really have to be reminded who's better here? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs versus Derek Carr and the Raiders. And not at all a knock on Derek Carr himself, but the supporting casts, the stability surrounding those two quarterbacks more so. I mean, the Chiefs 
looked like the Chiefs last night. They answered both Raiders touchdowns with scoring drives of their own immediately, not something we've seen from Kansas City this year. If anything, we've seen Mahomes go out there and try to force things, try to do too much. Yesterday, he did everything he needed to do, and he did it perfectly. He wasn't sacked. The offensive line held up. By the way, I mean, we saw the worst of this Kansas City offensive line last year in the Super Bowl. They were missing both tackles. Eric Fisher on the left side. Mitchell Schwartz, the should-be Hall of Famer, on the right side. This offensive line, even though the Chiefs have struggled this year, such an improved unit. They've got two rookies out there holding their own. Uh, Orlando Brown, since the move to left tackle, has really looked like a dog out there. This offensive line, so much better than the one we saw in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl that forced Patrick Mahomes to run 498 yards behind the line of scrimmage. O-line looked great, wasn't sacked. He wasn't running around like crazy waiting for Tyreek Hill to get open so he could just throw it up and say a prayer. He was hitting the guys mid-route. Travis Kelsey had his best game of the year. Part of that's on Mahomes, part of it's on Kelsey. We've seen Travis Kelsey drop a lot of catchable balls this season. Didn't happen last night. Eight catches on 10 targets, team high in yards. Travis Kelsey looked like that sturdy, sure thing he's been for the better part of the past four seasons. Tyreek Hill did his thing. He got open, but it wasn't just him scrambling, running around, and Patrick Mahomes trying to find him in space. It was mid-route. Mahomes hitting Hill, and Hill making it happen after the catch. The Chiefs actually had 254 yards after the catch last night of Mahomes' 405. Think about that. He only threw 150 in the air. 250 of those passing yards of Patrick Mahomes' came after the catch. They were clicking on all cylinders offensively. And when this happens, when we see a performance from the Chiefs' offense like we saw last night, no matter how bad their defense is, they can't lose. But their defense, let's talk about the defense. They turned in the best performance we've seen out of them this season. No, holding the Packers to seven points is not the best performance we've seen out of the Chiefs defense. Jordan Love was the Packers quarterback. My high school team could hold Jordan Love to seven points. Jordan Love was one of the worst first round picks we've seen. He is a certified bust, was a certified bust before even seeing that game. I mean, if you saw this guy in the preseason, right? He's a first round pick as a quarterback. You should be tearing up opposing defenses in the preseason. You're going up against practice squad guys. We all know how the preseason works nowadays in the NFL. Starters don't play. And Jordan Love looked like a scared little kitten in the preseason. Look, he's a nobody. Brian Gutekunst, I've ripped him apart enough on this show in past episodes about that draft pick. It was absolutely awful, absolutely embarrassing. Look, say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. I don't have much for him after the crap he pulled about lying, about being vaccinated, breaking all the league rules. I don't have a lot of affection for Aaron Rodgers. In fact, I've got zero right now for him. But he was wronged by Brian Gutekunst and the Packers in drafting Jordan Love. So I don't even look into the Chiefs' defensive performance against the Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay Packers a week ago. But this defensive performance, this was the best we've seen all season. And don't forget, you know, Steve Spagnola defenses tend to gel as the season progresses. Look at that Super Bowl season two years ago when they beat San Francisco down to Miami. First eight games, they were good, right? Not amazing, but they were good. They allowed 23 points per game. In the 
back half of the schedule, the final eight games of that season that resulted in a Kansas City Super Bowl win, first one since, you know, the merger, maybe, first one in 50 years, they allowed 15 points per game in the final eight games of that season. A whole touchdown with a two-point conversion difference between the two, and the first half was already good. It was, you know, middle of the pack. I think they were 14th. Second half, otherworldly. And, you know, say what you want, the defense, yeah, it has stunk throughout the first eight games or first seven games of this season. But Steve Spagnola is one of the best defensive minds in football. And now if you look, you know, this was their best performance, but look at the last three weeks, right? You've got allowing 17 points to the Giants in Monday night, seven to Green Bay, of course, again, Jordan Love, put an asterisk there, whatever. And now 14 to the Raiders last night. That's what? Almost 13 points per game over a three-game stretch? I mean, three games in the NFL is a big enough body of work that you can say there is some consistency there. That defense has improved. You know, Aaron Rodgers was back yesterday, and I know that there were weather conditions he was dealing with, but Green Bay only scored 17 against Seattle with Rodgers. Seattle is a bottom-two defense in football, and Rodgers was playing, and the Packers still only scored 17. So I'm not sold that if he was playing against Kansas City, Green Bay would have put up 31. They would have had more than seven, but they might not have had 21. So Kansas City's defense, I'm buying in to them as a unit, and I'm buying in to the Chiefs. I I mean, look, no AFC team has claimed the top dog spot this season. We've become so accustomed to seeing the AFC dominate, right? The AFC be top heavy. Buffalo, Tennessee, Kansas City, Baltimore. We're so accustomed to the AFC having the top dogs and the NFC having Green Bay, of course, last year, Tampa Bay, and then a ton of mediocrity, right? The NFC is the one where you've got the nine and 10 win playoff teams. Last year, the AFC had a 10 win team in the Miami Dolphins miss the playoffs. And that was with an expanded field, right? The AFC has been the top dog. That's not the case this year. You've got the Dallas Cowboys who had that fluky loss against Denver, but have been nearly perfect Otherwise, of course, the only other loss coming opening night on a last second field goal to Tampa. You've got the Buccaneers, who I don't know what's going on the last two games, but they're going to right the ship. They always do. Tom Brady always does. You've got the Rams, the Cardinals, who again, fluky loss to the Panthers, but they're still, you know what, seven and two. And then, of course, you've got the Green Bay Packers. This year, the NFC is where the top dogs lie. The AFC is a total crapshoot. The AFC is up in the air. You know, Buffalo had a real chance. They beat Kansas City in prime time. They had a chance to beat the Titans, obviously take care of the Jaguars, and be on their way to locking up the one seed by week 10. Well, they lost to the Tennessee Titans, who are now in the driver's seat. And then they go out there and they somehow lose to the Jaguars. The Baltimore Ravens are six and a half point favorites against Cincinnati. They lose. They come back, play a terrific second half in a game they could have easily lost against Minnesota. You think they're riding high. Then they blow it to Miami. Where are the Ravens? Another team who has the tiebreaker over Kansas City. Right now, Tennessee's in the driver's seat, but they don't have Julio Jones for the next three weeks. And I know his role has been minimal. And they don't have Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. So yes, the Titans beat a Trevor Simeon-led Saints team by two. Yes, they went and eviscerated the Rams on Sunday Night Football without Derrick Henry. They're going to come back down to earth eventually. The AFC is wide open. So even though the Chiefs have lost the tiebreaker advantage to all three of those teams I just mentioned, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Titans, 
They do definitely have an uphill battle ahead of them. But after their bye week in week 12, the Chiefs have a very giving schedule. And the Chiefs at 6-4, and four, despite all of the disappointment we've talked about surrounding this season, the Chiefs still have a path to the one seed. Right now, I would say Buffalo is probably the most likely team. They look like they got back on track, but it was the Jets. Who knows if that's going to be sustained. The Chiefs still have a shot. They've got Dallas next week. Then they have a bye. And then they have six very winnable games. They play everyone in their division, including the Broncos, twice. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just tied the 0-8 Detroit Lions yesterday. I'm sorry, Ben Roethlisberger or not, I don't care. Pittsburgh should win that game at home. By the way, I like the Lions' money line in that one. Really wish they didn't freaking tie. (laughs) And then the Chiefs, on top of every divisional opponent, Denver twice, and the Steelers, they have the Cincinnati Bengals, who, like I said, three weeks ago were 5-2 in the top seed in the AFC. Now they're 5-4, and and they're in second to last place in that division. Go figure. So the Chiefs have a, I would say, very reasonable path to 12 and 5 despite starting the year what 4 and 4 3 and 4 i mean i don't think anyone when the chiefs had a losing record the first few weeks of the season thought they'd have a shot at the 1 seed let alone the playoffs even and here we are the chiefs look like they're back and 12 and 5 is still very much in the cards for this team if they play like the dynastic Kansas City Chiefs that we saw last night Well, I promised you a short one. That's it for this week's episode of Serralo Sports Talk. It's up. It's over. It will be out of here. But not before I remind you that my lock of the week plays tonight. I went heavy hitter on the Packers. I went heavy hitter on the Chiefs. I put seven and a half units on both of those teams. Tonight is my 10 unit play. My lock of the week. The LA Rams get back on track in San Fran. You've got the Rams 4-0 on the road. The Niners, 0-4 at home. LA, minus 3.5. Hammer it now. Thank me later. And that's it for this week's episode of Serralo Sports Talk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.